joined in this segment by State Senator Andy Menar from Bunker Hill. Uh, Senator, good morning to you. How are you, sir? Hey, Chris. I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, absolutely. You know, we're just we were just talking about all the things that that oh, are gosh. on the plate right now. There's, there's, <laughs> it's just like yeah, Chris is like, what do, what do we talk? What do yeah. we start with? Yeah, what I'm like, start? God, there's I have plenty, no, I, I have plenty, no idea. <laughs> yeah, what right. do we, so, Senator? I, I guess you know where I thought we should probably start is. Should the legislature come back sooner than after the November election? There's all kinds of things to deal with from COVID-19 restrictions to, you know, schools. I know you guys dealt with a lot in the truncated session, but there's still a lot of unanswered questions moving forward in how schools are managed, uh, all the way down to the ethics um, issues. So uh, should we have a special session called? Well, I would tell you this, uh, Greg, I would be in favor of a special session for ethics legislation. And that's something that, that I think we should take up as a legislature right away. What I, what I would be hesitant to do is just having a nebulous special session without a defined agenda. But I think, I think we could start with ethics legislation. I think there's plenty of good ideas on the table that, frankly, many of which we've debated for years. Um, many of which I would say predate my election to the state Senate. And I think it's time we have a, a real public debate on those proposals in the House and the Senate. Of course, there would be restrictions. And I think we've proven that we can do this safely, um, you know, reflecting on what we did in May. So I would be in favor of that. And secondarily, I, I would agree with you, you know, dealing with all things COVID-related uh, remotely, uh, one step removed. Now, I represent the state capitol, as you both know, uh, but, you know, legislators from all over the state are, are you know, distance far away from the state capitol. So dealing with all things COVID-related is, is very, very challenging. But I think we could start with ethics legislation. I would be in favor of that. So when it comes to uh, ethics um, proposals, uh, you know, we had the Legislative Ethics Commission that was meeting and they were doing, you know, uh, uh, some substantial work, hearing from a variety of um, important voices and so on. Um, but then, you know, when COVID hit, everything just kind of, you know, uh, fell flat and uh, uh, the report wasn't ultimately issued. Um, some have said, wait for that report. Um, I don't know when that would be issued, but it was it's past its deadline. Um, what kinds of ethics reforms would you like to see uh, that we haven't yet seen compiled yet into a report? Yeah, I think we can deal with um, some very general things that I think would have a positive impact. For example, tightening up revolving door provisions, uh, requiring more disclosure uh, from those that are registered lobbyists, making sure that the Lobbyist Registration Act covers um, all activities that I think you and I and most people would agree uh, would be lobbying of not just legislators, but executive branch uh, positions as well, which the act is intended to cover. Um, I think there's things that we can do um, that would have broad bipartisan support that come to making sure that the statement of economic interest, which is the, you know, the piece of paper that every elected official from uh, the state level all the way down to the local level files each year actually reflects um, the activity of elected officials today. That thing is a, is a dinosaur, um, as, as I think you've written about, Greg, and you've pointed out many times. So I think there's things like that we can do um, that, that I think that, you know, the time has come to do them. These things have been around for a very, very long time, and I, I think most of them would receive bipartisan, broad bipartisan support from both sides of the aisle. 
We're talking with State Senator Andy Menar um, about uh, possibly uh, a special session. Uh, he Ultimately, you're looking at uh, if there is going to be one to have it finally focused on getting some true ethics reforms in place. Um, we'll come back to some ethics issues here in a moment, but I also wanted to find out uh, what you're hearing from constituents uh, about uh, you know schools. And not just about schools, but as Chris and I have been talking about this morning, uh, the announcement yesterday uh, from the governor and then followed up by IHSA uh, to essentially postpone things like football until next year. Um, what are you hearing from your constituents? Well, I'll tell you, it, this has changed dramatically in the last two weeks, and there's um, kind of opposing opposing uh, viewpoints of this general situation coming from the same individuals that I talk to. And, and I don't say that because I'm saying they're wrong. I'm just saying it's interesting uh, because – I will talk to constituents who say, look, I'm concerned about my, you know, my son or daughter's or my children's well-being about uh, what happens when school reopens. But at the same time, I don't want sports to I don't want sports to be delayed or to not happen. You know, we can't have it both ways. And that's reflective, I would say, of myself as a parent. I would admit that as a parent of three and my wife and I have talked about this and she's a social worker in a public school district. And. There's reasons to be concerned, but there's also reasons, I think, to be confident that local school districts, and I've seen this in my Senate district, are doing everything they can to make the environment safe. Uh, But at the end of the day, um, we have rising numbers. Sangamon County, for example, we just saw a record number of cases. Was it yesterday or the day before? Mm -hmm. And that is of concern to me today. So this is not an easy situation. But obviously, to answer your question, I'm hearing uh, from constituents, uh, probably the the equal parts, the sides of the extremes. You know, thank goodness that's done. Thank goodness the governor did that. And then obviously those that are opposed that um, that just don't believe that coronavirus is a concern whatsoever. State Senator Andy Menard is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Senator, let's talk a little bit about what the school year looks like. Many schools are looking at a blended plan, you know, directed down from the governor where a classroom are in learning and giving parents the options. For parents, uh, either way, it's gonna, they're going to have to spend some time away from, uh, uh, or in school learning, rather, and then also some, some, uh, some uh, blended learning with the Zoom learning going on right now. You know, obviously that puts a child care crunch on, and we had a story story earlier about daycare centers, uh, basically in-home daycares of under 10, not getting any assistance from the state. Uh, what needs to be done legislatively to make sure that uh, there's enough daycare provided for people that have to scramble if they have to keep their kids home? Well, I'm not sure what legislatively we can do um, at this moment, but I, I will tell you this. Um, th- this is evolving each and every day. And the state budget working with the CARES Act um, that we that we linked and we put together back in May that now is the law started on July 1st with the fiscal year, I believe has ample, ample levers, uh, ample responses in place so that if that is needed, and it, it likely will be, I would say, Chris, um, that that can be set into motion. Here's what we don't know yet. Uh, we don't know yet uh, from a statewide basis the extent of how this is going to impact each and every school district. There could be school districts that open up the doors. Um, actually, everybody's going to open up the doors on their scheduled day. Um, some are going to do it differently than others. There's no two districts alike. So once we get into this, I believe that what we put in place with the budget can respond quickly. That was the point of how we put a budget together and passed it and sent it to the governor. 
put things in place to respond quickly to the needs of, in this case, the school districts of Illinois, uh, so that if something needs to change, if there has to be assistance to go out the door to districts and or, in this case, child care providers, uh, which I think undoubtedly there will be, we will be able to pivot to that. State Senator Andy Menard with us, uh, and we'll definitely want to get you back on in the future, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, but one last thing that I have for you, uh, of course, this has uh, been top of mind for uh, yeah, the past uh, couple of weeks here, ever since the U.S. attorney in the Northern District of Illinois put out that uh, deferred prosecution agreement with ComEd uh, that implicated uh, public official A. Um, we've had since uh, a couple of different uh, of your colleagues, State Senator Heather Staines, you've worked closely with on other issues mm-hmm. like the budget, for instance, uh, and even uh, in the House, State Representative uh, Tara Costa Howard yesterday uh, saying that uh, Madigan should step down from his leadership positions. Granted, you don't have a, a vote in that when it comes to his uh, right. leadership position in the House. But he's also, you know, got a dual role as uh, leader of the Democratic Party of Illinois and able to manage those campaign dollars, which there's a lot of. Should the speaker step down from those leadership positions? This is what I said back in February, Greg, and I think you actually were the first person uh, to ask me the question uh, when the revelations came from the U.S. attorney about um, the activities of particular lobbyists, Mike McClain and his association with the speaker when that information was first put out. I said this back in February. I'll say it again today. Um, and, you know, this is, this is getting more distracting. It's, it's getting, um, you know, we're getting further into what the U.S. Attorney's Office is doing. But I will say this, the same thing I said in February. If this uh, turns out to implicate the speaker directly and there's an indictment, then, of course, he should step down from both leadership positions. And I would say not being a member of the House, that should start with chairman of the Democratic Party uh, because because of this reason. We just had a conversation about ethics reform, and that is a legislative process that I believe Democrats, uh, most of us, uh, nearly all of us, embrace and want to see happen. Um, in order to do that, there's going to have to be new leadership in the Democratic Party if, indeed, there is an indictment. Um, that, that could be coming any time. It could be coming any time. But, but today, I would say, if there's an indictment, he should step down from not just uh, the Speaker of the House position, uh, but also as chairman of the Democratic Party without question. But what do you what's your response to um, critics of that uh, uh, kind of caveat of if true, saying that that's not the right standard, that uh, you guys are elected officials, you should be held to a higher standard? Well, uh, I don't I don't disagree with that. I mean, I operate uh, from that uh, perspective that elected officials should be held to a higher standard. We also have the law in this in the state and in this country, and we also have a constitution. And by the way, this is not, of course, an easy conversation to have. No. Um, at the end of the day, though, um, there, there is a presumption of innocence. Uh, that's getting harder and harder to point to in this circumstance. I recognize that up front. Um, but we have to lead. And I, I look at this from not just the downstate legislator, but as a Democrat. We have to lead on ethics reform in Illinois. Um, that's one reason why a few minutes ago I just said we should have a session to deal with um, things that have been on the table for years and years and years. We should get those things done. State Senator Andy Menard, listen, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks for having me.